This is the Breaking Labels Podcast, and I'm Rosanna Gill. Each episode, we'll discuss labels that have confined the stories of my guests at one point or another and their journeys to thrive beyond them. Some labels are external, and others we put on ourselves as limiting beliefs. But regardless of where the label comes from, we're here to break it because we were meant for so much more. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a unplanned, now bonus episode of the Breaking Labels podcast. This episode was inspired by an exercise I did with my coach this week, and I just had to share, and I'm so excited to hear if anybody who listens tries it and what they think and what they come away with it. So you're always welcome to email me at rosanna at breakinglabelspodcast.com, or you can DM me on Instagram. My Instagram handle and that of the podcast is actually in the show notes every time. But before I jump into this bonus episode, I did want to let you know about our partner for the week, and that is candid aligners because guess what I'm doing while I'm talking to you right now I'm straightening my teeth yes I am so I have worked with or I tried another company's aligners about two years ago and didn't love the experience so I was a little reticent to try it again full disclosure I actually had these candid aligners for probably a month before I actually put them in because I had not a great experience before I didn't like the pain that I felt when I was using the previous aligners And it was just kind of a pain in the butt as well because I couldn't drink anything besides water while having them. Obviously, I would take them out when I ate, but I didn't realize how many non-water drinks I drank until I uh, could not drink anything but water with the aligners. The really cool thing about my candid aligners is I drink water with BCAs, which inevitably does color the water. Guess who can still drink her BCA water and have her candid aligners in? Guess who can still drink her iced coffee and still have her aligners in? What? You can also eat with your aligners in. I don't particularly enjoy that experience. Once in a while, like if I'm in a rush and I just want to munch on a power bar or a, a like a cliff bar, then I will eat with the aligners in, but I don't particularly like that. And plus, it kind of to me defeats the purpose because you need to wash them out right after that so you don't have like food sitting in your aligners. All right, maybe TMI, but... Just thought you might like to know that. So if you use the link in the show notes, you can actually get $250 off your aligners should you get them. Go to the, use the link in the show notes, set up a consultation. It is super easy. I was in and out in probably 35 minutes. uh, And then I ordered my aligners. They answer all your questions and you have your aligners within, I think I had mine within a month, month and a half, which That was even, I thought, pretty good considering it was COVID and everything was slowed down. So if you've been a little self-conscious about your smile, turn that frown upside down. Whoo, that was cheesy, but I'm definitely keeping it in. And use the link below. All right, with that, let's get into this episode. This was my first time or is my first time going live on Facebook. So that's super cool and exciting. But the reason I decided to try it out for this is because I did this writing exercise this week with my coach and it was pretty phenomenal. And there were a lot of connections I made. And I think in large part because of other books I've been reading recently, a couple of which I've talked about on the podcast, uh, one being 
What Happened to You by Oprah and Dr. Bruce Perry, one I'm currently reading called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. So there's just been a whole lot of action on the understanding myself, figuring out ways that I can have better relationships going forward and have a better understanding of how things that have happened in the past could be impacting me or slowing me down now. That's why I'm so big on reading these sort of books, because if there's anything I can fine tune about myself that will improve myself, then I'm all about it. And this exercise I thought was pretty phenomenal. And partly because I understand now how to do an exercise like this and take it a step further so that it's something I can implement, something that will actually benefit me going forward. So if you haven't seen the title of this live yet, it is Healing Relationship Wounds. Now, I just left it as relationship because this exercise can be used for anyone in your life, any form of relationship. It doesn't have to be a family member or a romantic partner. This could be a boss that you've had a horrible relationship with or that really has had a negative impact on you. It can be it really anyone in your life, whether current or in the past, that you feel has kind of triggered you or you have some kind of unspoken business with them. Let's leave it at that. You have some unspoken business. So what my coach did is she had me write a letter to this person, basically detailing all the things that they'd done and how it made me feel and how it still makes me feel as the situation may be uh, in your case. And it's not that I haven't written letters like this before. And for the record, this is a letter that you write and you're not sending. So please don't think like go out and write this big old airing of dirty laundry letter and then send it to him and then come back to me and be like, Rosanna, this blew up in my face bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not, you're not supposed to be sending this letter. Now, maybe it'll help you navigate a conversation from the stuff that you go over in the letter. Okay. We'll get to that later, but this is not a letter you're sending right now. This is a letter where you get to air out all of your feelings. You get to air out all the ugly that you might have in this relationship with this person, whether again, past or present. The beauty of it is this is your safe space where you can put it all. Because you know what, a lot of times what happens, especially if you're like me and you tend to be a bit of a people pleaser, you're going to minimize feelings when you're talking to someone. Like you could feel hella strong about it when you're talking about it with your friends or your partner. But then when it comes time to actually have that face-to-face conversation, it goes from you feel some kind of a way to, well, you know, it kind of made me feel like this. Or, you know, and sometimes it's good to kind of down, like turn down the volume on things, but not if it's turning down the volume on a boundary that somebody crossed or you are minimizing your own feelings coming from somebody who has done that a lot for most of her life. So again, you're writing this and it is your safe space to put it all out there. If you want to bring up that thing they did 25 years ago, that you still are mad about and you still feel salty about, you write that in. You put that in there. Put it all in there. And you don't, the beauty of this being something that you're not sending is you don't have to put the niceties. You don't have to be like, I know that you feel this way and that's why. I mean, you could. My letter included that because that actually is just how I am and I felt like I wanted to acknowledge that person and why they'd done the things they had. But you don't have to. This is your chance to get it 
out. This is your chance to do like you do like in the shower or in the car. And maybe you don't do this. I do. Where you have a whole one-sided conversation with a person. You're like, and if they say this, I'm going to say that. And if they said that, well, I'm going to say this. This is your chance, but they're not, they're not giving you prompts. You are solely focusing on what's happened and how it made you feel, how it might even still be making you feel. And then you're going to read it back to yourself. You're going you're gonna to sit here and you're going to feel all the feels. Maybe once you read it back to yourself, you're going to add some. I actually did that. Once I read it back to myself, I was like, you know what? Hold on. I, I'm not done. I need to add a couple more things to this. Do you, boo. You do whatever you got to do because this is something that's it's not going to heal a wound forever, but it's going to help mend it. Okay? So you need to just mm, set aside some time to go in on this letter. Okay? Now. The next part of it, part two of this exercise, is that you then write a response to yourself. And first, my coach told me like, oh, write a response from your family member or your your partner, whoever you're writing this letter of, this should be from them to you. But then she changed it and she was like, actually, just write it from your perspective, telling you what you needed to hear or telling yourself, basically comforting yourself. Now, for me, That letter was a lot shorter because I've done some therapy. I've had a coach for a while. Like I've written enough of these letters that I know what I needed to hear at those times that I was referencing in my first letter. I know what I need to hear now. So for me, that letter was, didn't take long. Like she was still playing her Zen music and I was like, oh, I'm done. Like I I got this. I know what I need to hear now. So for you writing that letter and acknowledging your feelings and acknowledging what you needed to hear might take longer. There's no right or wrong. If that letter ends up being longer than the first, then good on you because that's you healing yourself and you figuring out what you needed to hear in the first place. Now, this is the next step and this is where it comes full circle because like I said, I have written these letters. I'm just going to put it out there. I've written these letters to exes before and you made me feel this way, a this way, a that way. And I was like, well, that feels better. But it kind of only feels better for a moment. Like you feel better that you unloaded. But, you know, if that person is even remotely still in your life, you writing the letter and not sending them doesn't mean that all of a sudden you, you forgive them. Like you might be able to acknowledge why they've done things to you, why they've wronged you, but it doesn't mean that all of a sudden like everything's kumbaya and it's great now. So just let me let me tell you, don't stop at that part. Don't stop at that second letter acknowledging yourself, especially if that person is still in your life. Mm-mm, mm-mm, not gonna, it's not gonna do the trick, okay? And here's the reason why. A lot of times when you feel frustration about how somebody is treating you or how they make you feel, it's probably because, and especially if this is an ongoing issue, there are boundaries that you have not set. So you can write all the letters venting all you want to this person and never send them, and nothing's going to change if you don't set better boundaries or, hell, set boundaries at all. So understand, it's not enough to stop at writing the letter like I've done, Okay you're going to actually have to make some changes if this is an existing relationship. You're going to have to decide what is my standard, what am I willing to accept from this person, and what are my non-negotiables? And that means you're going to have to have that conversation at some point. For now, let's focus on the fact that there is a way that you can make this more of a full circle understanding of yourself, okay? 
Now, when you read these two letters to yourself, there is a tremendous benefit in that. And when my coach and I were talking about it, I, I kind of connected it to something, an exercise that we did when I took the family to family course through NAMI. And I always get it wrong. National Alliance for Mental Illness, National Association, it's Alliance for Mental Illness. They had this amazing free course for family members of somebody with a mental illness. If you are a listener of the podcast, you have probably heard me talk about this a few times. There was one night in that course where they were giving out they, they, they provided us notebooks and what they had was all the different experiences and feelings that are common for you if you are, let's say, the partner of somebody with a mental illness, the child of someone with a mental illness, the parent of someone with a mental illness. They, they had it broken down like this is what you've experienced. This is probably how you feel. And for me to see my experiences and my feelings in black and white was overwhelming in the best possible way because it validated me in a way that I had never, ever felt before. To see in black and white, oh, I'm actually normal. All these things I felt, all these things I thought, perfectly normal given the situation. You know what's really cool is writing these letters is going to do the same thing for you. Because when you read it back to yourself, you're going to be able to make connections with a little more perspective than you are in the moment of writing it. And you can see your own feelings validated in black and white. And the beauty of it, this not being a conversation with that person is there's no one arguing you, especially if it's somebody who likes to flip things or tell you, well, you shouldn't feel like that or that's not how it was said. This is all for you. You get to be completely selfish in this moment in the writing of this letter and you get to validate yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you feel a way about something, it's really not somebody else to tell you you shouldn't feel that way. That's a boundary, by the way. That's somebody overstepping a boundary. Learned that last week while reading that book, Set Boundaries, Find Peace. Really great book. If you haven't seen me post about it, you haven't looked at my post because it's amazing. But going back to this moment of seeing your feelings, seeing your experience in black and white and taking God, just like a minute to see what you've been through or how you felt. Now that is also going to be a tool that you can use. And I'll get into that in just a second. But just take a moment to see all of that in black and white and know, wow, I'm validated. I'm, my feelings are valid. It's amazing the difference just that can do for you sometimes. It's amazing the difference and the impact that can have on your relationships when you don't need somebody else to validate you because you done did it for yourself. It's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. And again, this can be someone that you currently have a relationship with. This could be someone that you don't have a relationship with, but you might in the future. This could be really bad ex. This could be a friend that is no longer in your life or a friend that you don't know whether they need to be in your life. And you feel a lot of ways about a lot of things that have happened. Write this letter. And then validate your own feelings. Now, the really cool part about this is when you are writing all this and you're validating your own feelings and you're reading through all this and you're seeing triggers, essentially, you also are having the benefit now of, if you choose going forward, 
of seeing what are feelings, what are thoughts that you have throughout your day, throughout your week, throughout your month that might actually be tied to this experience. I posted on Instagram, I think on Facebook too, a a few weeks ago where I had this assignment I was given at work and I just felt all the feelings. I felt royally unprepared. I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing and it was just very frustrating. And this is when I would typically go eat something. I could go get a snack or I would listen to a pocket. I would do something to not think about how inadequate I felt in that moment. I also referenced this in the the conversation with Corinne uh, Crabtree, episode 56, 57. Do this to lose weight with Corinne. That's the episode where I talk about this and sitting with those feelings. Now, here's the thing. When you're in the moment, in this case, I'm in the moment of getting an assignment that I just not really sure what to do with it. It's easy to minimize that feeling or to minimize that thought. And she's like, well, I'll figure it out. But if you take a half a beat or give yourself a full beat to wonder what is causing this. Now, for me, I've done enough journaling over the last couple years where I know if I'm feeling inadequate, this is not just the situation. This goes back to a whole host of issues and experiences where I have come away feeling like I'm not smart enough. I'm not talented enough. I'm just not naturally gifted. I have to work twice as hard as anybody else to be half as good as them. Like all these horrible stories that I've told myself over the years. The gift of you having all of this written down in black and white is now you can say in that moment, okay, this is just an assignment. And you going back to the example I have of this work assignment that I had, this is just an assignment that I'm not sure of. I don't have to go down this rabbit hole of I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I've never been smart enough. I've never been talented enough. I'm never like if you go down that role, that rabbit hole, like there's just a whole bunch of ugliness waiting for you. As opposed to if you take that beat and you think, what is this really about? Is this because I just I, I hate not being good at something? Okay, well, I'm not good at it because just I've never done it or I haven't done it that much. But you know what I am good at? I'm actually really good at problem solving. I'm really good at figuring stuff out. And you can completely redirect that whole narrative, that whole rabbit hole. You can go down a completely different rabbit hole, one that actually helps you feel better, one that actually makes it easier to do what you're trying to do. In this case, the assignment that I was trying to do, uh, one that does not involve you avoiding your feelings by whether it's for you, it's eating or uh, drinking or scrolling on Insta or a reference of former addiction, that some, whether it's you going to look at porn, whatever it may be that you do to avoid feeling what you actually are feeling. If you can tie it to these experiences, to these letters, and understand where it's really coming from, it makes it a lot easier to shift your narrative, to shift your experience. That's huge. That's really big. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to have to do it more than once. Isn't that a bite? I was really hoping that that one time where I didn't eat um, because I figured out like, oh, I feel some kind of way. And if I just sit with a feeling, it'll go away and I can have better feelings. I've had other experiences since then. A couple of them I did snack on. You know, you're a work in progress. Okay, so... 
please understand that if you do this exercise, it is not a cure-all. You're not going to be cured forever. This is not going to be this like one and done. Can't promise you that. But what I can promise you is if you make this an exercise that you allow yourself to do regularly, you're going to have a lot more love and grace towards yourself. Your self-talk is going to get so much better if you can understand where the negative self-talk is coming from and if you can be the person to validate your own feelings. If this person that you wrote this letter to is in your life currently, as I said earlier, this is a sign that you're going to have to set some boundaries. You're going to have to establish some boundaries, especially if you keep noticing you have to keep writing the same letter about how they're making you feel and it keeps going back to all these other things that have happened in the past. This is no longer about them. This is about you and the boundaries that you have or have not set. In this case, have not. So I hate to tell you this, but you're going to have to do something about it. There's going to be a full circle moment. There's going to be something that you have to do, a conversation that you have to have to fully heal from this. Because otherwise, every time that you have this negative interaction with this person, you're going to be ripping that wound open wide open and you can write all the letters you want if you aren't changing the relationship and the things that you accept in it then you just have to kind of allow or admit that nothing's ever going to change people don't change you change you change how you respond and that will make the difference trust and believe because lord knows i have had to change how i respond on a few things so yeah that's the exercise It's not going to be a very long episode. I will say this, and whether it's you have a therapist or you have a business coach, or in this case, my coach is part business, part just life. Like we talk about it all. That's why I'm very grateful for her. If you are not allowing yourself the time and the space to do these things, nothing's going to change. And, you know, I was going to a therapist for a while who I still really, really adore. But if you don't set boundaries that allow you to have that space, again, nothing's going to get done because it's too easy throughout your day to just be like, I'm busy, you can't think, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to sit with my feelings. I cannot encourage you enough to either have a therapist or have a coach if for no other reason than you paying someone for their time is going to make sure that you have it built into your schedule to have time to go over this stuff, to do this work. And here's the beautiful thing. Like I could go to my coach at our next session and be like, hey, instead of us talking today, I need to work on some stuff. I need to like journal it out. That's cool. She's not going to have an issue with it because she knows that there's going to be a breakthrough that happens for me. There's going to be, I need that space. And especially if you are a parent and you have children, again, I cannot tell you how beneficial it is to have this built-in space. And it's a lot easier usually for people to honor space when it involves somebody else than it does them. If you don't have a routine already set up where you're, you know, every morning doing the work on yourself and you have your quiet time because, I don't know, you have a dog or you have kids or you have responsibilities that start as soon as you wake up, then you need to make sure you're allowing yourself that space some other time during your week whenever it may be. And if it's you're paying somebody to have that space for yourself, do it. Do you. Because the benefit and the dividends that it will pay to you will be massive. Massive. 
And you can always share this if you know somebody else who you think that this um, writing exercise would help. I hope it does. And thank you as always. Bye. Before you go, I know I mentioned it at the beginning, but really, if you try this exercise, let me know how it goes. Let me know any discoveries you have. And if you have some suggestions of other writing exercises you'd like to hear about, let me know. Reach out. I cannot wait to hear from you. And I cannot wait to see you again next week. All right. Bye-bye.